0: The White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010.
1: Oh, hello. Nice to be here. Sunday night it is, and it's the Vinnie White Show. On for the next hour here on News Talk 1010. And you might notice that I'm a little bit more snivelly than usual. Possibly less easy to understand than usual. So perfect for all of those that listen to me to nod off. Which I quite often get as a peculiar backhanded compliment. Oh, I love your show. I always fall asleep to it. Thank you. Um, It's a news smoothie with chunks of fresh news and opinion blended to perfection and dropped on a carpet of comedy, really. It's the Vinnie White Show. You can get in touch with the show by texting 71010. Coming up tonight, we discuss a new shaming method in China that the police are using. Uh, We talk Trump, but very briefly. Honestly, briefer than ever. We've all had enough. And uh, we look at a new book that's come out that gives the worst sex advice possible. And I will give that advice to you. It's the worst advice you'll ever get in the bedroom. So if you're doing something wrong, then it might appear in this advice. Sort of anti-advice, really. All that coming up and more on the Vinnie White Show. Nice to be here. I've got this weird stuff, carrot juice. Someone told me that it's good for a cold. I think really when you've got a cold, that's just it, isn't it? Everyone's always got opinions. Oh, you need to rub a flannel of... Jasmine on your buttocks, all this stuff that people come out with. But I thought I'd give it a go. I'd, I'd give it a, a bottle of carrot juice. I've never tried it. Apparently, there's 11.5 carrots in this bottle, which is uh, about 11.5 carrots too many, uh, judging on the taste of the stuff. Uh, it's 100% carrot juice. It gives you 680% of vitamin A. That's 6.8 times more than you need, then, I would assume. So I don't know if that's a good thing. Probably going to have orange pea, I should imagine. Um there's probably a good reason you haven't tried it by the way. It's a uh, foul. So it's probably the same reason you haven't, you know, jammed your head into a railing. Just seems a bit stupid and is probably unnecessary. That is carrot juice. Nothing against carrots. But uh you know, don't liquidise them. That's what I'm saying. Right. <clears throat> Excuse me a second. I'm just gonna have a quick cough. <coughs> Quality radio. Don't worry, I won't die on you. of Canadians say they are very or moderately worried about the Trump victory. That's true. 81% say very or moderately worried about Armageddon Tuesday, as it will no doubt be known as on Wednesday. Uh, The vast majority of Canadians are worried about Republican candidate Donald Trump uh, and the fact that he might win the US election on Tuesday, believing his presidency would be bad news for Canada. Yeah, but 80% of Canadians said Trump would be bad for Canada. The highest number since polling began on Trump in uh, August of 2015. The source for that insights West. Um, very few Canadians hold no opinion on either candidate. We are, are apparently quite an opinionated country, which makes sense. Because last time I checked, um, we are next to them. Although that wall is becoming a fantastically good idea. It's just move it north is what I'm saying. Uh, One third of respondents said the federal government should seriously consider severing diplomatic ties with the U.S. should Trump win. Now, what happens if Trump gets in? I know it's a terribly unlikely event now. Well, mostly unlikely event now that it appears that uh, they've dropped everything again on Clinton with the emails. That was handled professionally, wasn't it? If, like me, you're horrified at the state of humanity and lost all faith in the U.S. democratic system... It seems to me voters are saying they're stuck between a rock and a hard place, and the candidates are saying they're stuck between a crook and a head case. I think if you really want a synopsis of everything that's been going on down there, it can all be summed up in a song.
2: Well, let's start with this. I know- About ISIS. My foreign policy started at crisis. How nice it is to be in the Oval Office getting unaccountable money from Wall Street bosses. After
3: I take office within one hour, I will assume the powers of an imperial fascist. And of course, I will say this we just got endorsed by 16,000 racists. It's not so bad. I guess they were meant to have an unprecedented and competent president. The illegal residents will not be allowed to reside. Immigrants will be hunted. Nationwide, America's turn to the dark side will be unbelievable and unmistakable. My Death Star
2: will be fully operational. Build a wall is Donald Trump's plan. We can't be small like Donald Trump's hands. We must be at least as big as the man who calls women pigs. In this election, we're facing questions. Too much inequality, too little upward mobility. And it's not hard to see who has the answers. Bernie Sanders.
3: Remember November 8th. It will be a horrible date. Women, gays, and people will be voting 15 times for Hillary.
2: But she doesn't even look very well to me. Don't tell me I'm not feeling well. I feel just swelled. Don't tell me I should just kind of quit. I'm not unfit. A vote for
3: me is really whack.
2: It's a suicidal pact. It's a suicidal pact for our country. The next president will be female. I will defeat Trump like I delete emails.
1: Excellent. Thanks to Cassette Boy for making that one. And uh, one of the things that I noticed went extremely viral this week was an open letter from Germany. Uh, on Twitter and Facebook in particular, and it reads, Dear Americans, go ahead, vote for the guy with a loud voice who hates minorities, threatens to imprison his opponents, doesn't give an F about democracy, and claims that he alone can fix everything. What could possibly go wrong? Good luck, the people of Germany. Hashtag been there, done that. Good hashtag. Do I sound all right, Pat? Am I coming through or am I a little bit bass? How low can you go? You're making me feel
0: kind of sick, or uh, just with you. You really can tell you're a bit stuffed up.
1: Yeah, a bit snivelly. It's probably makes terrible radio. I've got me hot liquids as well. Speaking of hot liquids, do you want the news about Starbucks? Have you seen their new cup? No, I haven't. I don't think you were working with me last year. About this time, we did a piece on the Starbucks cup, which comes out just after Halloween. And every year it changes. It's their Christmas cup, yeah? Yeah, last year it was just red, right? Just a bright red cup. Yeah, and people said, it's satanic! I like just a red cup. Looks good. Does it remind you of those crazy parties you had as a youth? No, actually, I wasn't a big fan
0: of those solo cup parties. Mm.
1: The Red Cup is the cup of choice in group pornography videos, I have been told.
0: Yeah, the porno craft services table.
1: Yeah. Uh, Now they've got a new cup in Starbucks. It's come out. I don't think it's north of the border yet, but as with all things, it starts in America and makes its way up here, and we apologize for it. Um, What's going to happen? Yes, it's going to be a cup, right? It's not that novel. They haven't changed that. So it's going to be a cup. The artwork has been released. It shows a mosaic of more than a hundred faces drawn in a single continuous pen stroke. Novel. In a press release, Starbucks chairman and CEO Howard Schultz said the cup represents Starbucks' connections to the community. He said during a divisive time in our country, Starbucks wanted to create a symbol of unity as a reminder of our shared values. I doubt anyone could possibly misinterpret that. Well... I'm glad you brought that up. (laughs) Leah in the US put on Twitter, since you're running away from Christianity, I'm running away from you. I'm exercising my financial choice. Screw you, Starbucks. Hashtag wrong cup. Um, Jasmine, also in the United States, said, evil Starbucks is trying to take Jesus out of Christmas with a new cup. Make this go viral so Starbucks cups can be red again. So they were moaning about the red one last year, and now this one's even worse.
0: Shouldn't Christians want Jesus out of anything to do with economics or money? Like... You sh- Jesus didn't want his face on a coin. Why do you think he would want his face on a cup that they're making money off of? Yeah. Shouldn't they be totally detached? Absolutely. They should be more angry that anyone is using Jesus' face or image to make money off the of. The
1: separation between church and coffee. Oh, ah, exactly. Crystal in the US says, Starbucks, this is ugly. I want snowflakes. So she's not, she's not from the God Squad, I don't think. She just wants snowflakes on the cup. Unless she's asking... Starbucks to change the weather.
0: People are that stupid.
1: (laughs) In America? Nah. Next year will be telling me that they're going to elect a guy that used to be a reality TV host that's a xenophobic, misogynistic nutbag. Oh. Um, I've got a good idea for next year, for their cup. If anyone's listening from Starbucks, I think I can save the argument next year. I've come up with quite a good idea to make everyone happy. I'm Canadian now, so... That's what we do. It's a snowflake at first sight, right? Closer you get, you realise... Hang on a minute. Oh, it's an underpaid Costa Rican coffee farmer standing in a North American town with no independent coffee shops, making once-independent kooky neighbourhoods homogenised and predictable, with a picture of a rich accountant behind a window pressing a button that pushes Starbucks profits to tax havens like the Cayman Islands.
0: I think that would be a bit difficult to draw.
1: (laughs) All in one pen stroke. It sounds clustered. (laughs) There's no one happy with anything anymore. Um, I'm going to do a break. Well, Pat is. That's what he does. He presses buttons. I sort of just blabber on and sniffle into a microphone. When we come back, I think I'm going to talk to Amanda Capito about public shaming in China. All that coming up. Oh, by the way, text in 71010. Have you got any advice on how I can shake this cold off? That doesn't involve, you know, cauldrons, frogs or anything satanic, really, Um, because I do feel quite rough. So your cold help, please, on 71010, and I'll read out the good ones. Comedy ones always invited.
0: Are tuned in to the Vinnie White Show on InDepth Radio News Talk 1010.
1: It's about this time every week we have a feature called Newsy Poos where I'm joined and to discuss the news. With Amanda Capita. Hello, Amanda. Hi, Vinny. How are you today?
4: You sound sick.
1: Bass. How long can you go? <laughs> sexier or less sexy?
4: Yeah, sexier, actually.
1: Well, that's annoying, because I can't keep this up, I'm afraid.
4: Oh, I like the bass. I like the depth.
1: Apparently, I'm not very easy to hear. As you know, I run a canvas printing company. I print things on canvas, and I get quite a lot of phone calls saying, do you do other kinds of printing? And so I got a very standard phone call today, and they said, um, do you print passport photographs? And I said, no, I don't print passport photographs. And he said, oh, no, I don't think you understand me. I don't want one painted. <laughs> I want it printed. And, like, and I said to him, who does paint passport <laughs> photographs? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of country? I want a painted
4: passport. I want a portrait painted of myself and in my passport. I think
1: that's the country that you need to aspire to live in, isn't it? Where the <laughs> no, rules it's of the passport. You're British.
4: It's because you're British. Yeah. Where everyone gets portraits painted. <laughs>
1: you guys probably haven't got cameras there right so you probably just paint yourself in (laughs) with crayons identity fraud is a nightmare I don't know why he's from New York but yeah so I said to him no I don't I don't paint sorry I don't now I'm getting confused I said no I, I don't print passport photographs we only do large format stuff and then he got even more confused and I don't know if he misheard me again I still don't understand this bit he goes well I want it large format I said, why, which, if you want a photograph that's large format, then it's not a passport photograph. How Wait. Big, like How big do you want your face?
4: Does he like his passport photo so much <laughs> that he wants it on a large canvas? Christmas
1: that's, is coming. Yeah. I got the wife here. She just says I'm awesome. So I'm going to blow this puppy up six foot high. Yes, yes. I yeah. think that's what he was looking for. Maybe that's what he wanted. In which case, the question should be, can you print a large format photograph of my face, which was originally a passport photo? Anyway, I got rid of him. <laughs> If you're listening to this, mate, no, we don't do passport photographs. But if you need your photograph on canvas, whether it be a passport photograph or anything in a large format, go to MrPhotoCanvas.com. Nice. You're a customer of that company, aren't you? I am. I think, mate, this is where you chip in and go, he's bloody good at what he does.
4: He's all right. Oh, my (laughs) God. (laughs) <laughs> no, you know, I've given you so much business. I've actually passed along your contact information to many of my friends who have come over and see my prints and, oh, and like them.
1: Good, we like that. Right yeah. now back to this here section that we call news. First of all, how was your week? I haven't seen you.
4: It was good. You know, I, I was actually writing the TTC and I this is I just feel like you'll get a kick out of this. Mm. I went to go buy tokens at the token machine and I put in a 20 and it's supposed to spit out two loonies, some change in your tokens. Yeah. And instead of two loonies, I got one loonie and a Chuck E. Cheese coin. <laughs> so, what this tells me right. is that the TTC coin sorting system mm. cannot tell the difference between a loonie and a Chuck E. Cheese coin, which, for the for the record, are not even the same size.
1: They're not even the same size, anyway.
4: No, they're kind of close, but they're they're not the same size. So,
1: if you're in a Chuck E. Cheese restaurant. Just out of interest, how much do you have to spend to get a Chuck E. Cheese restaurant coin?
4: I don't know, but I'm, I bet it's less than a dollar.
1: I bet it is. Or perhaps you have access to the storeroom, because that's going to be a lot easier than access to the till. Bulk isn't it? up. Get yourself some Chuck E. Cheese. Coins. I can't
4: believe it. I was, and then the killer was. I was so annoyed because I went to that machine to save time, so I didn't have to line up at the booth. And I was like, well, I guess I have to line up the booth now so I can change this to get an actual loony. And I lined up and talked to the to the. Teller there, yeah. <laughs> They're not called tellers. The, the man, the, the man in the, the booth was like, Oh, well, I can't do anything for you. You have to call customer service.
1: Which, of course, you're going to do. Uh,
4: you know me so well. <laughs> I will for the principle of it. It's not about the loony anymore, but. Yeah, but I was just so annoyed that I then. I like, think
1: you should just, for radio's sake, because there's obviously going to be more examples of this. Like, they'll, they'll be like, oh, you need to send it in. No, we've done uh, some stuff. We put it through a board of 300 people, paid $30 an hour, <laughs> and they've said that you're lying, you know. <laughs> if you want the Right? Because
4: quick... then how can they prove that I got that Chuck E. Cheese coin from that machine? Like, I could just be frauding them.
1: And if that is the case, and they do accept that. And we tell the listeners, they'll be like, right, I'm going to get those Nicaraguan Cordoba coins.
4: <laughs> and start pumping the machines since they don't have... <laughs> Polish
1: zlotys and those <laughs> Moldovan francs."
4: Why is the coin sorting system not more sophisticated? It oh. is 2016.
1: I think you need to apply that sentence. Very similar, but say this instead. Why is TTC not more sophisticated? <laughs> it's 2016. Have you seen those oversized bumper cars on poles? <laughs> bumping around out there, bumping letting around. off sparks. What's going on? <laughs> the if, sparks. If you want the easy answer to this problem, yes. it is, at the moment, at a time of speaking, you can still get on a streetcar and pay cash. So
4: put that Chuck E. Cheese coin boom. right back in the system. Because they don't look in that
1: box. You could put a bunch of car keys in there. As long as it makes a jingly sound, they're <laughs> happy. They're too busy looking at the two sticks they are no, to operate. No, I
4: have standards and I do not want to screw over another fellow Torontonian with getting a Chuck E. Cheese <laughs> coin and make their day be ruined like mine was.
1: Maybe we should put it back in the system with contact details. It could be a <laughs> coin-sized New Age message in a bottle. <laughs> I've gone too far. Oh, man. Uh, speaking of transport story out of China this week now the reason I bring this up with you I specifically as soon as I read it thought I want to talk to Amanda about this because it's about something that I already know you hate oh my goodness as you say I'm starting to know you quite well and one of the things I know you hate is public shaming
4: yes don't
1: you you've always said it's not the solution to the problem
4: I you'd yes, you you pegged me right
1: they bloody love it in oh, China
4: Oh no what they do
1: So you know when you're on a country road and you're driving and it's one lane one way, one way the other, i.e. not a dual carriageway, or whatever people call it. Um, When you have a car coming in the opposite direction in the dead of night, it's very irritating when they've got their high beams on, isn't it? Yes. Do you call that high beams or full beams? High beams, yeah. High beams, all right. So in China, the high beam drivers are being punished in a slightly novel way. Police in southern China, it came out this week, Are punishing drivers who dazzle other road users with their full beams uh, by making them stare into their own lights. Oh my gosh,
3: that's horrible!
1: (laughs) It's the Shenzhen traffic police. They've posted photographs of the campaign in action. They say tonight we're carrying out punishments using a high beam. They have a picture, right? They they get you out of your car. They fine you about fifty dollars as well, and then they say, right, sit on this like deck chair. Oh my and gosh. look at your lights. look at what you've done, <laughs> look at yourself, can you see? No, of course you can't, like some preposterous schoolmaster. Oh,
4: my gosh.
1: They've The force have faced criticism for a similar initiative in 2014, uh, but nonetheless decided to start it up yet again last Tuesday. It's not the first time they've done a similar thing. The, the same police force opted for an unconventional penalty once before. Last year, they decided that jaywalkers should either pay a fine or wear a green hat and vest for 20 minutes and stand in the middle of the road.
4: Oh, my gosh! Not to be hit,
1: apparently. They were in one of those little island things, you know, like a roundabout. Oh. For, so <laughs> you imagine, you know, like in China, sometimes you see there's a, usually a, a policewoman with white gloves on in the middle. Yes. Yeah, you just stand there with a green hat and a green tabard on and just feel a bit silly. shame. That's Isn't
4: just, it? That's just silly.
1: So I, I take it you're not going with the with the bright Well, lights.
4: what bothers me the most about this is that these, I'm assuming, like these are police officers that are that are then monitoring the, yeah. the light train. Like this is, you know, taxpayer dollars being wasted on people. Like this is such a silly waste of time for the police officers. Yeah, See what I'm saying they should be out on the road catching people, find them, let them go. I don't think if you were going to put your high beams on. Yeah. What would deter you more from putting them on? Knowing that you're going to get fined, a penalty, or knowing that you're going to then get the lights shining in your eyes? Yeah. Like, what's going to deter you more? Money.
1: I know what would happen as well. I would go mental, and I'd probably be arrested for something else. Because you're not sitting me on a chair in front of my car. All right, I made a mistake. Fine me. You absolute idiot. Who do you think I am? I
4: don't like it. I don't like it on so many levels.
1: And uh, on top of that, some people have said m- it might be dangerous because what they do afterwards, they say, right, now, get back in your car. You can't bloody see. Yeah, you're going you're gonna to be a hazard on the road. So then you go and drive into an oncoming car. Sorry, no. I couldn't see because a policeman just blinded me with my own light.
4: <laughs> I hate all of this.
1: Stupid. Um, <laughs> I have come up with four other possibilities. Oh, okay. I thought I'd run and by you. Um, Please. See if you like any of these. None of these have been done yet, but okay. I've come up with these. These are my ideas. And... Um, since it's getting a cold, I think my brain's working not quite as well as it used to. So then I just need to run and buy you. Um, if you need to replace your windshield wipers, you have to put your face on the windshield and turn your wipers on in full. You like that one?
4: Yeah, that's just ridiculous. Not happy yeah, with that? All right. Okay. Uh, you
1: forget to signal, as does every taxi driver in Toronto. I've got it. Attach flashing yellow lights to a shopping cart and run around a supermarket at high speed, being careful to indicate your manoeuvres and not hit any shelving.
4: <laughs> yeah, I Happy like that. with that? Yeah, let's do that. Okay, that's
1: one in. Two <laughs> to go. No snow tyres in winter. Not having it. Little bit of a fine, sure. But walk over a frozen lake while pushing your own car.
4: Oh my gosh. That's, that's like torturous. What
1: could possibly go wrong? No. Okay, not happy with that. Final no. one. Did you park in a cycle lane? Right. You get on a state-provided bicycle and ride into a wall at 20 kilometres an <laughs> <left>. hour. <laughs> Are we going with any of these?
4: <laughs> I'm going to have to go, no. All
1: right, but
4: entertaining to think about.
1: What do you think is the worst habit of Toronto drivers, do you think?
4: Oh. It's honestly, there's, a, there's people who... Who, the people who don't are not from Toronto those are the worst drivers on Toronto roads the ones who are too scared to like there's people who will have their flicker on there's ample room for them to change lanes it's a bit tight but any Toronto driver would have just zipped in Yeah, I know I know all the drivers from that are from outside of the city that are here and they just can't make the lane change
1: yeah they oh. can't
4: handle the bicycles.
1: Oh, they can't handle that.
4: I, I don't I, I, I mean, all drivers will say there's been a bicycle incident that has annoyed everyone, but I can handle them beside my car. There are the the, the tro- drivers that are from no, outside the city cannot handle sharing a lane with, with a bicycle thing.:.: we
1: Well, the answer is clearly buildable. wall. <laughs> <laughs> And then yes. no one new comes in, and everyone that's learned about what street cars do and when to stop stays in.
4: <laughs> yeah, building walls is the best solution. If these you want days. to drive
1: to Ottawa, you have to get outside the wall and swap cars. <laughs> I'm not sure about that bit, that doesn't make
4: sense.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think. Sorry, my... I don't know what answer
4: you were looking for, though. But that no, was... it's just
1: your own personal one. I think for me, it's people that block the box, what they call blocking the box, i.e., thinking you can make it across an intersection. And then stopping halfway and thinking, Mm. oh, I hope this bloody light doesn't change. And then it changes, and then you feel like that guy. Yeah. While everyone is pointed at a right angle to you, honking their horns, which is a bit pointless because obviously what are you going to do exactly? Like I heard that this this week, it's um, Spadina and King's quite a big intersection for that. Yeah. And like, there's just someone just perma honking, and you're like, but what do you want to achieve? Yeah. All right, he's an idiot. He gets it. But now you like a a bigger idiot. Yeah. So that's quite a problem, and. the worst one's Ottawa, though. They're really weird because, as you previously mentioned, a lot of drivers from outside Toronto are quite timid and scared. Yeah. When I lived in Ottawa, I once was behind a car in my car and the guy in front stopped and waved someone across. It was just someone having a cigarette outside a pub. <laughs> just getting on with his life. And they both had a standoff. He's like, no, I'm, I'm actually not crossing the road. No, go ahead, mate. No, Rush. I, I don't want to. And I was like, "Why? why are we having a conversation? Oh, no. That was my favourite. Apparently uh, in
4: Denmark, the pedestrians—so I so I was just traveling in London, as you know, yeah. and I was talking—I met some people from Denmark, actually, and they were saying that their biggest pet peeve is that, like, in the middle of the night, like 3 a.m. on a dead road where there's absolutely no cars, if if there's—if um, the walk sign isn't up, like, if the hand is up, as if you should not cross, yeah. they won't cross until the hand— <laughs> They press the is walk. Is that right? Side. They're very
1: law abiding. They're very
4: they? law abiding with crossing, like, they will not jaywalk. Even if it's in the middle of the night, even if it's at a crosswalk and there's not a car in sight, they uh, won't do it. The wait.
1: I think this is some absolutely pathetic rebel in me that enjoys doing that when someone's waiting. Uh, almost as if I can say, "Hey, look at me, Mister yeah, Crazy! Look, I you. made it. <laughs> yeah. You with your life on slow motion. Look at me. It's, I don't know why I actually get a kick out of it. I think, I
4: think they do feel silly when you
1: bypass them. I've been that guy the yeah. other way round. Yes, and someone's just walked perfectly like a, they've been playing lemmings all their life yeah. and absolutely <laughs> sorted it, and they've got across And I'm like, oh, damn him! I know. i don't I take risks? I I, <laughs> I like question humanity." <laughs> Maybe it I does. should be married. Maybe I should live in the suburbs. <laughs> maybe I should have stumped out of a plane. Oh god, it's so confusing.
4: <laughs> it's true. In London and in London I I didn't know the street like light system as well. Yeah. And some of these intersections were a little wonky and crooked and like three ways and um, so I wasn't chancing it. I was waiting for the walk.
1: Everyone chances it.
4: Everyone it. Chanced, so I got bypassed all the time all in the London. Time, yeah. So people do take risks way more often. But also, what I've heard is like you take risks, but you also get hit. <laughs> like yeah. The it, London drivers don't care.
1: I think the funniest one I ever saw is in North London. It's like one, because London is a sort of labyrinth of medieval streets that don't really make any sense in a North American world of grids. Yes. Like a lot of the roads are so small, and because we're not too worried about a lot of things. You can drink outside pubs. So right. you want a cigarette with your beer, you go outside and you just take your beer with you. But because the, the pavements are so small, the sidewalks, as you call them, are so small, and the streets are small, and everything's small. Wait, and... do
4: you call them pavements instead of
1: sidewalks? Yeah, we do, yeah. <laughs> 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 Who's <is> this guy? <laughs> on the pavements. What where is you? this guy? has got a goddamn alien in <laughs> it? <laughs> yeah, 10 years.
4: Good, good to know. I've just
1: learned to say sidewalk, and for some reason oh I forgot gosh, it with you. Pavements. Anyway, when... <laughs> it's a pavement and it's made of pavement. (laughs) Sidewalks, I suppose. Makes more sense. Yeah, that does make sense. Yes. I had had one this week about um, eggplant and, you know, we call it aubergine.
4: You call it aubergine?
1: Yeah, you call them eggplants, we call them aubergines.
4: What? What? Where did aubergine come from?
1: You call them zucchinis, we call them courgettes. That one's quite simple. That one I knew. That
4: one I knew. But aubergines.
1: Well, I had an argument with my girlfriend. She goes, oh my God, why do you call them aubergines? And I said, why do you call them bloody eggplants? It's not a plant from an egg, is it? Well. But I'll give you sidewalk. (laughs) You can have that. Let's go one for one on this. Can I get back to my long and boring but story? But where's the aubergine? Actually, I've realised that this is one of those interludes that you do in the middle of a story when you realise your original story wasn't that good.
4: <laughs> well, finish your original story.
1: Right, if anyone's still awake, I'll just finish this off. So I was outside a pub and everyone was drinking and smoking and they spilled out onto the road past the sidewalks so and now they're on the road and then a car game passed and just people went, I oh, can't be bothered. Just didn't get out of the way. Just had a standoff. Like drinking's more important. (laughs) (laughs) And what happened? It was probably delayed about three or four minutes, and then eventually they just edged forward. I was like, (laughs) such a London thing, the fact that drinkers are like, "Nah, I think I think really roads are designed for just having a pint." (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it wasn't. It wasn't such a bad story after all. It was good. It was good. Um, okay, well I'm going to get back to this here radio show and I've got to blow my nose and do some things that are fairly disgusting off air. So um, it's been a privilege and an honour to have you in.
4: Oh, thank you for the big words.
1: Uh, yeah, and I mean it. I love having you here every week. Oh,
4: I love being here.
1: Um, if you want to download any of this nonsense, please go to vinnywhite.co.uk. and can you follow him, you on Twitter?
4: Yes, at A Capito. A-C-U-P-I-D-O.
1: And I'm at Vinnie White if you want to do it as well. Okay, see you next time, love. Bye. Bye. Oh, before we go to a break, actually, I've just got this text, which I... this What an amazing thing. Thank you so much for texting in on 71010. You've you've finished an argument that I didn't know existed. There is a reason that aubergine is called aubergine, or why British people call it aubergine. Um, I'm referring to what you would call an eggplant. Apparently, aubergine is eggplant in French. But then (laughs) the next text says it's French for purple. Pat, Google purple in French. Get on it. One of these is right. While you're doing that, I'll um just... French is uh, it's
0: violette or violet for purple. Purple in French is violet. Violette. That's mm. how you would say purple in French. So that text is not correct.
1: So that's wrong. Can you type in aubergine and convert it from French into English and see if it comes back as anything? Because it should come back as eggplant, according to this other text. How do I spell it? O-B-E? O B E O. Oh, sorry. <laughs> A. I don't know why I got that wrong. A-U-B-E-R-G-I-N-E. So you put that in French and then convert it back into English. I think this is the best radio I've ever done. People, come together. Never mind this whole presidential debate shenanigans. Where the hell does the word aubergine come from? I want to know. It came
0: up, eggplant. Okay, it's there.
1: I got it. Oh, so in other words, British people just call the aubergines because that's what the French call them. I suppose because of the French
0: heritage. And,
1: and that that's also explains the whole courgette versus zucchini thing, because courgette is the French word, and you guys went for zucchini, which is the Italian word. Ah. So there we are. Although it is quite weird that the Brits have gone for the French word, and you've got the Quebecers. What's going on? Yeah, we do. We don't make any sense. Nothing makes any sense anymore. Let's do a break and all just calm the hell down.
0: This is the Venny White Show on In Depth Radio News Talk Ten Ten.
1: I've sort of uncovered some of the problems with this eggplant shenanigans. The name of eggplant was given by the Europeans in the middle of the eighteenth century because. The variety they knew had fruits that were the shape and size of goose eggs. Right? A lot of goose
0: eggs around, I guess, because that's what their standard for measurement is. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So, as always, it's Europeans' fault, so I apologise profusely on behalf of Europe. Yes, again, for everything that we've done wrong. Uh, Actually, it's quite a long list if if we're talking Britain, so let's not get into that. (laughs) We're all fine now. Sort of. Um, Right then, Uh, six of the worst pieces of sex advice on the internet have been compiled for a forthcoming book. The book should be called Bad Sex Advice, Something to Fill Up Your Shelves for Christmas. And um, it's a compilation of various different male and female magazines that have been trawled through for the worst bit of sex advice ever. I'm going to give you six pieces of advice tonight, or anti-advice as it should be called. Um, This is from the forthcoming book, Bad Sex Advice. Have you got any bow chicka wow wow type music? Get the mood going. Uh, From Men's Health magazine a couple of years ago. Uh, Swaddle her. While you're rolling around in bed, wrap her up in a sheet so she can't do anything with her arms. Think burrito or straitjacket. Now, I am no Casanova, Pat. But I don't think you should treat your girlfriend like a burrito. That that sounds disturbing. Sounds a bit wrong, doesn't it? Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, From Cosmo magazine, who advised women on how to make men get it on. By the way, if anyone's listening, wondering how you uh, attract a man, just pop your boobs out. It's fine. We're incredibly simple. We're essentially dogs. I don't know why they fill up magazine after magazine on all this. Um but Cosmo magazine says in uh, their sex advice column, why not sprinkle pepper under his nose before he climaxes?
0: <laughs> That's just a joke.
1: It says sneezing can feel similar to an orgasm and amplify no. the feel-good effects.
0: Cosmo is just, a, is, you know, trying to trick women into poisoning their men to death. <laughs> I don't
1: know if you're just about to have a lovely moment and someone goes... Actually, I'm just going to pop to the kitchen and just go through the spice rack. Can you not? Seasoning your boyfriend is more sinister than sexy, is what I'm saying. Uh, from the forthcoming book, Bad Sex Advice. This is from Men's Health, men's magazine, advising how to uh, get it on with the ladies. Publicly lick her.
0: No, that's a bad one too. That's, a, that's just, you're asking for...
1: You're already out. You don't want any more than that. Here you go, just in case you change your mind, Pat. If you're out in public but want to make your intentions clear, slowly and firmly flick your tongue against the palm of her hand. If she wipes it down off her skirt, you've probably blown it. It's like
0: that scene from Scarface where the friend is trying to get a girl at the poolside side, he just starts flicking her t- his tongue and she smacks him. It's such a creepy thing to
1: do. It might work if you are a... Labrador, trying to get on with another dog. But I think in the human race, leave yeah, it.
0: I, these are not just bad advice. These are dangerous. You should not be telling anybody that this is okay to do.
1: I can't believe that people write this stuff, and some of it is genuinely serious. This is from Ask Men magazine. This is a, a, one of their sexual advice columns. It said a few years ago, treat her like a prostitute. I guess in the end, there are plenty of women who want to be, for lack of a better word, slutty in the bedroom. They simply fear that if you behave in such a manner, that their men will think less of them. And some are even afraid that their men will mistakenly begin treating them differently outside the bedroom as well. They'll probably like it. They probably won't. They probably won't. This is so awesome. Who would read ass Men, though? Do men read ass Men or do women read ass Men? That's a good question. Can you Google Ask Men and find out who it's designed for? Really uncovering the complexities of life today. Number five in the forthcoming book, Bad Sex Advice. This one taken from Men's Health, which I know is for men. The key to sexiness may lie in yogurt. Or yogurt, as you call it. Uh, The testicles of mice fed a yogurt drink uh, non-stop were 5% bigger than those on a regular diet and 15% bigger than mice fed a junk food diet, according to a study at MIT. But what does having big balls have to do with sex? Oh, don't you worry, we're getting there. While scientists aren't sure what causes the mice to have swagger when they drink yoghurt, they believe probiotics and yoghurt are involved. That's what everyone wants, isn't it? That's what women want from men. Bigger balls. I've never heard that. When, what women have you ever heard? You know, John was a great guy. He, he bought me flowers. We went out to dinner. He was so kind. I, I even got to know his family. I think he would have been the one. Tiny balls. Yeah, Tiny. that's the thing that broke it off. Yeah. I had to let him go. By the
0: way, Ask Men says, Ask Men is the number one site to help men improve their lives. So I guess it's for men to read. Oh, that was read. for men.
1: So uh, uh, an article in Ask Men for vulnerable Sexually Inexperienced Men says, treat her like a prostitute. What? A t- How about just go to a prostitute if you're that <laughs> desperate? <laughs> yeah. Do you want a prostitute? You could, A, use a prostitute or B, treat your girlfriend like one. I'd go with A. Yeah, get a girlfriend so you could treat her like a prostitute. <laughs> yeah. Also, I'm not condoning anyone using prostitutes as well as girlfriends. Now I'm saying using girlfriends. Using them. <laughs> Made it even worse. Oh God, bailout. Bail out. Uh, Number six in the bad sex advice, they call it here, don't worry, it's the last one, facial intercourse. This was in men's health. Oh, boy. And it's uh, advised, if you want your female partner to be turned on by you, gentlemen, then this is what you need to do. Women love tongue exploration inside the mouth. Rub your tongues together in small and large circles, then dart them in and out of your mouths as quickly as possible. It's so unsexy just having it described like that. I know. The, I, I think the only female on the planet that will get told by that is a female lizard. Yeah, exactly. It is like a snake tongue kind of thing. It's gross. Bad sex advice. there. Forthcoming book for absolutely anyone that wants to completely and utterly sabotage their relationship. You're welcome. Uh, quick break. Forgive If you've just tuned in, by the way, forgive me because I know I sound a bit stuffy and probably not great radio. I'm difficult enough to understand for you people at the best of times. So forgive me for being a little bit bushy. but um, I've got a cold, so I'm going to blow my hooter and then I'll be back in a jiffy.
0: You're tuned in to The Vinnie White Show on in Radio, News Talk 1010.
1: Thank you so much for your amazing text. Someone says, uh, Stay hydrated, get rest, Soothe the sore throat, combat stuffiness with over-the-counter saline nasal drops, and uh, relieve the pain with a few pills. I don't think I know what pills I should take, but I guess it's not E. Um, someone else says, uh, I've been sick drinking apple cider vinegar, tastes horrible, and I've been chewing on garlic cloves. But it does seem to be working. I'm feeling better. I'll try anything at this point. I feel right stuffy. Uh, one thing that is quite good of having a cold is Bob Dylan, who seems Bob Dylan seems to have a sort of permanent cold, doesn't he? I think my impressions have got a little bit better. I've got the cold. He, he can make extra money actually doing a campaign for like some nasal drops. Anyway, Bob Dylan was awarded the 2016 Nobel Prize for Literature a few weeks ago for having created new poetic expressions within the great American song tradition. a Bit of a weird one, this, because obviously literature prizes from Nobel don't normally go to singers. It took him ages. It took him like over two weeks to actually acknowledge it. Now he's acknowledged it. And uh, as part of this story that broke this week, of him actually acknowledging it and saying, well, in his own words, I'm speechless, which is sort of acknowledging it and sort of not, because he said, I'm speechless. There you go. Um... Uh, As part of the story, the BBC used stock footage of the artist singing some years ago, but the the young producer that picked it out accidentally got a tribute act instead of the folk legend himself. So there they are, the BBC all stern, saying, and now news about Nobel Prize for Literature, Bob Dylan, here he is. And it's like some even older bloke. Viewers described the voice of the copycat artist as ear-splitting, and my favourite, like a cat being strangled. Unlike Bob Dylan, who sounds like Celine Dion, of course. If Celine Dion was coughing while using heavy machinery. But uh, he's, he's now acknowledged it. He said on speeches, he seems to be happy. But some people think he shouldn't have got the prize, the Nobel Prize for Literature. Irvin Welsh, the Scottish author, author of course, of uh, Train Spotting, amongst other books, said that although he was a Dylan fan, he said, quote, this is an ill-conceived nostalgia award wrenched from the rancid prostates of senile, gibbering hippies. I agree
0: with that. That's actually good. And <laughs> Trainspotting's great. The new one's coming out.
1: I saw the trailer for it, Trainspotting 2, uh, I believe January 2017, and this trailer looks amazing. Yeah, one of my favorite movies. Yeah, we'll definitely be watching that one. Uh, on that bombshell, Pat, what do you think? Show marks out of 10. 10, as per usual. Is the correct answer. Just going to wedge in. Bit of promo for a little company now Christmas is coming called MrPhotoCanvas.com. Guess what they do? Um, they wouldn't happen to enlarge
0: your digital uh, photos and stretch them over canvas, would they?
1: Sure would. And I bought a new printer this week. Cost me a Ooh. stupid amount of money. I'm never going to pay the bloody thing back. But if you want to make use of it now, not only can we print on canvas, we can also print your large digital photographs on photographic paper. So now there's no excuse to stay away from MrPhotoCanvas.com. Thanks for listening, and thanks for putting up my snivels, and thank you for all your advice on colds. If you've got one, wrap up warm. Uh, hopefully we get through Armageddon Tuesday. I'll be back here next Sunday. See you then. ta da